Welcome to Business Unveiled, the podcast designed to help you thrive in the creative community. Here's your host, events and productivity consultant, Angela Profit. Hi, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Business Unveiled, expert tips and secrets from top creative industry professionals, where we take you behind the scenes of our past experiences in the creative industry and share with you what we have learned from them and how they have made us stronger. This podcast will help you grow a productive and profitable business to launch you into success within the creative industry. Today's podcast is being brought to you by the GSD Retreat. It's for badass business owners who want to get shit done beachside in Cabo, Mexico on December 2nd through 6th. This is an annual business strategy and content planning retreat to come and join me and several other amazing speakers in a spectacular oceanfront bedroom villa for an intimate business retreat where you will experience not only fun and friendship, but we want to get shit done for 2019. Do you actually block time on your calendar to work on your business to plan for consistent content and for consistent marketing each month? But you know, something always comes up. I want to invite you to come to spend three full days with me collaborating with like-minded business individuals looking to get this done, to knock it out. I will show you exactly how to put together an annual plan with content creation, images, weekly schedule, and so much more. You will leave Cabo with a solid plan to crush 2019. If you're interested, I want to invite you to visit bit.ly slash GSD retreat. Come spend three days with me in Cabo where you will leave with an amazing, amazing plan where you can fast track your personal and professional goals, leaving you with the return on investment of being absolutely priceless. Visit bit.ly slash GSD retreat. Hi, y'all. It's Angela, and I'm back for another episode of Business Unveiled. And I'm so, so, so flippin' excited to finally have one of my very, very favorite people in the entire world, Aja Price. She is the creator of an amazing company called Notably Gray. Hi, Aja. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Finally, right? Finally. We like (laughs) linked our schedules together. (laughs) So before we jump in, I feel like a lot of our listeners, hopefully if they follow us and watch us, know who you are because you are the creator of so much. I mean, I'm just one client of many, but you help people so much focus on their brand, right? Yes. So what's like your little tagline that you say? As always, be notably you. That's right. So, (laughs) oh my God, like this is going to be such a fun episode because Aja has taught me so much about exposure and putting myself out there and being authentic and not being a robot. Yes. (laughs) And all that fun stuff. So for our listeners that may not know 
who you are yet. Um, I want to share your background with them so that they can get to know you a little bit better. Um, so let's start off with that. Like, tell us your background. Like, I know where you came from and I know your whole life story. Like, you know, my whole life story, <laughs> but what's the high points of your background? <laughs> oh, goodness. I love this question. So high points of my background is very diverse. I think I've worked every sector within the hospitality industry. I mean, from fast food to catering, lodging, sales and events, healthcare, nonprofit. I mean, <laughs> you name it. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it was all over the place. Uh, but one thing I can say, my most favorite, 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 um, you know, industry that I got into was the nonprofit industry. And it wasn't until the nonprofit industry that I really kind of figured out, you know, most people, every position that they take is like a stepping stone to like their final destination, right? That wasn't the case for me. It was kind of like, oh, that was fun. Like, well, what else can I do? So next. <laughs> Next. Um, but no, essentially, when I got into the nonprofit industry, I really started to discover like and figure out like, oh, like I kind of like this, like, maybe I'm on the right path to figuring out long term, like what I want to do. I still know that right now, this is not the all end all be all. Um, but I do know that this is something that I'm really liking right now and definitely, you know, figuring out how I can take all these things that I learned here and apply them towards other things that I want to do long term. So that's the very high, high points of <laughs> my background. Um, but it is very diverse and I'm so fortunate to have been able to work in all those different sectors because now I do what I want to do and it's something that is constantly changing every single day and um, I get to work with all different types of industries. So tell them a little bit about like where your heart's at. I mean, this is just one reason that I absolutely love you. From the side that Aja is like literally the greenest, funnest research queen. And if you've listened to me for a long time, you know the hell what I'm not talking about green like new. I'm talking about like green, orange, like analytical queen, like the numbers don't lie. And, but then being fun with it at the same time, like it is so rare to find people like that. And so Aja, I'm, I'm not just like tooting your horn cause I love you, but like, you're literally one of a kind, like I come in contact with all kinds of people and just the way that you are able to like mesh with people and communicate with people being that high level green and very analytical, but like figuring out how the hell to say it without sounding like so nerdy. Like sometimes I'm like, can you just talk English? Like, what does that word mean? <laughs> and Asha knows me so well now. She's like, so this word, I am already going to tell you, this is what it means. And here's what you need to know because she knows I'm going to be Googling it. So it's really, really awesome. Um, but before you moved to Nashville, like where your true passion and your heart lies and just supporting women in business, like talk a little bit about your experience from the Girl Scouts and why you're so passionate about that. Cause I love that about you. Yes. So <clears throat> when I was with Girl Scouts, and I didn't know if I could say the organization name or not, but yes, when I was Absolutely. with Girl Scouts, I did a lot of program writing. I did a lot of event planning. And it was really funny because um, I knew then, I'm like, whatever I do long term, like I absolutely love supporting. And like as cheesy as it sounds, like just from like the experiences that I had at Girl Scouts, like supporting the young girls and being able to support some of those women and the volunteers, like I absolutely hands down love that. 
And so how I got to come to Nashville, um, Girl Scouts one day, they were like, you know, we really need to look at expanding our revenue model, which if you've ever worked in nonprofit, then you know that you wear many hats. So, you know, on any given day, yes, my title was program director and event coordinator, but at the same time too, it was also marketing director. It was also the sales coach. It was also the membership person. So, I mean, it, you just wear many hats with that. And so uh, we had sat down and we had a real frank conversation and they were just kind of like, you know, we really need to look at expanding our revenue model and um, we really want to grow the whole events. So fundraising events, really looking into growing that whole uh, line item in our whole budget. And I'm like, okay. And so, you know me, Research Queen, of course, that's another job that I did <laughs> as part of my position. I just kind of researched and I was just wanting to get some mentorship from, you know, very well-known event planners. And um, I had actually sat down with one of my girlfriends during this time and we always have those conversations. It's like, you know, what are you doing with your life? And this is over brunch mimosas. And I'm like, I don't know, like, <laughs> you know, but this is what I want to do. And I had kind of told her about the opportunity and what we were doing with Girl Scouts. And she was like, oh my gosh, like, I know this girl who knows this woman who's like real famous and she does like events in Nashville. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Want, I can connect you to. And I'm like, hell yeah, like, that sounds amazing. Sign you me know? Up. <laughs> And so she sent me the information and, you know, I applied for this internship and I'll, I'll tell you the woman who, who that is a little later, but um, I applied for the internship and uh, internship, mind you, at 28 years old, I had considered, you know, myself to be at the very high level as far as like in my professional career, like I was retiring with Girl Scouts, I didn't think anything of it. And so um, at 28 years old, I took an internship and um unpaid you know. opportunity <laughs> yes. okay let's just put that out there unpaid opportunity and um it was girl scouts was incredible at the time i was living in kentucky so i had moved to nashville for like two months and they were still supporting me monetarily and they were just like just go just learn you know bring back all that you learn and you know it was fantastic so for two months i worked in nashville I think you may know this woman. Her name is Angela Prophet. She was fantastic. Um, <laughs> Who's that girl? <laughs> and so I learned so many things. And it was actually funny because, you know, growing up, as cheesy as this may sound, like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. But I was like, oh, like, event planning sounds fun. Like, yeah, like, I could kind of do it like, for the rest fun. of my life. And then I did it. And I was like, no. I don't <laughs> want to do it. Like, WTF. It was a lot and you know it was it was an amazing experience because not only did I learn you know and I love how you break it down it's like event planning you know like no it's so much more than that you have the event directors and the coordinators and the designers and and so there was so much learning behind it and um you know I went back to Girl Scouts and I was just kind of like hey like here's information and um I'm gonna stay with you about one more month and I'm gonna move back to Nashville <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how I got back here um, into Nashville but one thing that I always valued about the internship from you is that you know during your internship Angela always gives you like little projects is what I'll call them and so one of the projects that you had initially given me was like I think it was like write an article for a magazine that we're doing or something like that 
just to see how I wrote. And um, I wound up writing it for like the rest of the year. I didn't know that I only had to write one. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and, um, and so these projects, you know, I, we joke about them now, but these projects and like these little tasks here and there, they ultimately were a building blocks to me starting Notably Gray. So, yeah. Oh, it gives me chills. <laughs> And I'm not a crier, but I'm like cheese balling. Um, well, and I think the one of the funniest things is one of my favorite words. Like, so we have like words and songs of the year, and like clarify became our word for the year with Aja. And so we hit I because my mind moves so fast. Um, I don't always give like all the information. Like I suck at it. And so I'm like, just ask questions, just clarify, which the girl that was working with me at the time, I believe said, don't ask Angela a bunch of questions. Like it gets on her nerves and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you taught me as a green to like completely reframe that. And I'm so thankful for green people in my life and like all of the operations people that are super high green that make sure we have what we need prior to an event. And then as growing a brand, which is all about what Notably Great does. And so I want to talk a little bit about how did you decide to like take that jump and take that leap of like, I'm going to own my own business. Like I'm going to do this. Like, I mean, you have a, an incredible knack, like not only again for writing, but like you said, it, it, it was building blocks and you know what? Sometimes it's not perfect and that's okay. I mean, that's why I want to give people um, the autonomy to just go and do projects. And I don't like to give a lot of information. I just want to see where you shine and what you do. I don't know if you knew at that time that you were going to really start your own company. I mean, hell, when I went to college, like social media didn't even exist. Like you can't really go to, I guess you can go to school for this shit now, but like you really, I feel like it's an art. Like you either, you got it or you don't. I don't know if it's something that can be taught. I know I can't learn how to do that. It's like, you can't be good at everything. Like stay in your lane, stay in your craft. And I know that you are happiest when you are in your element. So what was the, the jumping point of like, okay, I'm going to start this. That's the first question. And how did you come up with your business name? So I'll be transparent and honest. When I first moved back to Nashville after the internship, and like so many people who moved to Nashville now, it's just kind of like, you know, I wanted something different. And, you know, I first started with like, I need a job. And so... A job? A <laughs> What? I did. And so let me tell you, if the positions that I held when I first moved here, if they weren't, you know, a little fire enough underneath me, I think the first position I took was in the healthcare industry. I had no experience in healthcare. And um, again, a building block. So <laughs> while I was doing my task and I mean, it was so many things there. Like they didn't know my name. Like they called me Asia Prince and you know, <laughs> which pisses me off. It was Asia Prince. So, it was so many things. And so while I was doing these tasks and I, I mean, I went through a temp agency, never in my life had, did I ever imagine at, at this point, maybe 29, that I would be going through a temp agency to get a position. And then, you know, I was only going to be there and contracted for three months. And I didn't know if I was going to have a job, if I was going to be able to make it in Nashville. And so during this time, oh my goodness, I attended so many workshops. I kept learning. I, 
took so many classes. I kept researching, you know, any opportunities that came up with Angela, I, I went to them. And, um, and that happened for, for many months. And so um, it was not until one day where <laughs> I guess you get tired of being called Asia Prince. And, you know, <laughs> most greens like myself, they sit there and they're like, okay, like, I think I can do a little bit more than just turning off a computer and turning it back on and answering a phone call, you know, saying, this is such and such, how can I help you? Like, I just feel like that, you know, there's more to life than just doing it personally. And, you know, for a grain, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's deafening. Like, it's just feeling like you're stuck. I hate that. And so I was just kind of like, you know what, I'm just going to do this. (laughs) And I had, you know, a reservation of funds for, you know, at least saved up six months. And I just, I didn't know still what I wanted to do, but I knew that there were several things that I was really good at. So I knew that I could write and not only write, but write in a way that made people pay attention and made people listen. And so I'm like, okay, well, like, you know, in talking with Angela, she's like, okay, well, get paid for that, you know? Monetize it. <laughs> exactly. And so I'm just kind of like, okay, like, let's just start it. And so notably gray, it was tying in this whole thing. And after interviewing lots of women in business, I'm like, you know, I know for sure that I want to keep it mission first and keep it mission forward. And so that was one thing. And then I was like, the next thing is, you know, it has to be about women in business and it has to be about youth and education and anything outside of that, I will not do it. And so that was the next thing. And so. <clears throat> okay, wait, like, that's really important what you just said. Yes. Cause you just like, or fast forward by it, but <laughs> if it is not in alignment with where you want to go and if your passion is not there for it, the answer is what? No. The answer is no, no. a big fat N-O. And I hate the word no. However, a nicer way to say it as Aja has taught me saying, thank you so much for thinking of me. However, at this time, it is not in alignment with our three top goals for this year and I wish you the best of luck. Yes. Right? So I don't yeah, of course. That's like the professional way to say it, right? I never flat out just say hell no. (laughs) (laughs) What if I are you thinking? (laughs) But but seriously, like internally, I mean we're talking candidly here. Like if it's not in alignment with, you know, my mission, then I cannot and I will not do it. And so um Going in, that's what I knew. And um, who's a big Beyonce fan? I'm a huge Beyonce fan. You know, in this day where I'm turning off and turning on computers and people are calling me Asia Prince and I'm like listening to my music, (laughs) I (laughs) heard this song and she has a song that's, that's called entitled I Was Here. And so the whole premise of the song is just to like leave a mark on the world and like you know, not just to leave any type of mark, but leave a legacy for the upcoming generations for you to be remembered by your good works. And so that was it. That's notably. And then the gray portion was, you know, I knew whatever I did, I didn't want to do it like anyone else because I'm stubborn, obviously. And so I didn't want to just. (laughs) Number one trait of green is why (laughs) and stubbornness. So just FYI to any of you that need to know that. Yes. So I knew that whatever I was going to do, the strategies I was going to lay out, the processes, it was going to be very different. And it was going to be outside of the norm and it was going to be personalized, right? So it wasn't going to be a blanket strategy for all. No, we're going to get in, we're going to personalize it and we're going to craft it towards you. So that's notably great. 
Okay, but how did you like decide notably gray? Like, how were you like? I mean, did 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 you have? Did you ask friends and family? Like, I want you to share that process. <laughs> yes, and that's so, what I want to talk about. <laughs> that process, it was a process. So I kind of knew in my head. And again, researching, like, obviously, I went through the whole process of researching business names, specifically in Davidson County, and, you know, what was taken, what was available. And, um, but the most important thing here was, I did ask family and friends, which is not typical of a green, but it was a big decision for me, because I knew that whatever name I decided, it was going to set the precedent for how my business was going to operate, and, you know, my mission and my passion. And so, um, I had asked my 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 family and they were just kind of like, oh, I don't like it. And I'm like, well, well here's why. Like, these, these are the two words why, this is the reason why I came up with these two specific words. And here's the meaning behind it. And they still didn't like it. And then I think I had maybe asked some business mentors and they were just kind of like, you know, like, what about this word? What about this word? And the point of it is, is like, there's so many, when you, when you get to the point where you're like asking so many people, like it just becomes really noisy and it gets you and distracts you away from, you know, what you're trying to do in the first place. So I had to block all of that out. And I'm just like, you know what? I am rolling with this, and if nobody is on this train, then I will be on this train by myself <laughs> and support this and build this up. And so, I mean, and now, like, it's like, oh, not a big day. It just kind of, like, you know, falls it rolls. It does. It rolls. So are you glad that you asked your friends and family? Like, if someone is looking to start a business and they're trying to come up with the name, like, do you suggest that they ask for help or not? Like, was it helpful or not helpful? I think – for me, being green and kind of knowing, so there's so much symbolism to like, like everything that I do. There's always a method and a reason, and I'm always very strategic about why I do things. I think it honestly depends on the person. You know, I'm very independent. I really don't need approval from others. It was more of something like this is something that I'm starting. This is a big you know, adventure, a big next chapter in my life. And I'd love for you to be part of it. Um, but for those people who add toxicity and negativity, I'm just kind of like, I just blank it out. And so if I had the opportunity to do it again, for me, probably not so much, um, or being more selective in who I ask. Bingo. Yes. So my, my favorite thing with this is, how people love to give advice when yes. they've never done it and they yes. have no experience to share. Mm -hmm. It's like, and no matter what color you are in true colors, like, and you're doing something that's very personal and you're very passionate about it and you can't have the same type of conversation with like a mom, a dad, a sister, a brother, a brother-in-law, a cousin, a best friend. It's like, a different conversation and sometimes they want to help you. It's not that they don't want to help you. It's just that they don't see what you see. Mm -hmm. They, they haven't been exposed to some of the same things that you have done. And so like, for example, when I try to have a conversation with my sister about some things like, I mean, even a family therapist, it's, it's the same thing I attribute to business when I'm like trying to help people because they want to like get their friends and family and their best friends involved. But it's like, I lost all my friends years ago because I kept like asking 
And I wanted them to be part of it, but they didn't see what I saw. And so you start to learn kind of the hard way, like who to surround yourself with. I mean, your family's your family. You can't pick your family. And so I've just kind of made the decision of, okay, there's certain things I'm going to discuss with my family. And there's certain things that like, I'm just not going to bring up. I'm not going to have that conversation because they're not going to understand. And they're just going to put me in a bad mood. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yes. so be considerate. <laughs> When you're asking for help, you know, reaching out to people that have done it and take advice from experience sharing, I think is really important. So we know that like getting into the weddings and the events industry that, you know, that was just one stepping stone. And I love how you say that. So like... Um, which you taught me that word. I don't even know how to spell it, but it's just, it was a stepping stone. And so how did that background and seeing the behind the scenes of that help get you to where you are today in the way that you write? What drives your writing style and how you connect with people through Notably Gray? That's a really good question. So the experiences, honestly, I attribute most of what I'm doing today to Girl Scouts and to the internship. So it's kind of like 50-50. So from Girl Scouts, and I think this is very true of just the events industry in general, they're very similar in that there are many, many, many hats you have to wear. At any given point, there are many hats you have to wear. And so learning how to, you know, delegate and prioritize, that was very, very important. Um, and even within, you know, social media marketing, there are many, many, many resources. There are many platforms and learning which ones you want to focus on and, you know, automating or delegating those platforms to others. Um, that's been very important. It's been a very um, <laughs> hard lesson learned. Um, but as far as the writing and what drives me, and just the content of, you know, my team as well, we really like to get to know the actual brand. And so, you know, with Girl Scouts and like the whole membership and sales position, and even with the internship and, you know, sitting in on some of the meetings, like with the clients, I, and seeing how you come up with their design based off of their Pinterest. So that personalization piece and really tailoring it to, tailoring the message to your audience both of those have been learned from Girl Scouts. They've been learned from, you know, the internship. And then also it has, those experiences have allowed me to practice what I preach in Notably Gray. And so that's really important in clarifying your message and, you know, not only clarifying it, but personalizing it to the audience that you're trying to target. And so those have probably have been the largest, most valuable things that I've learned from both Girl Scouts and the internship. That's awesome. So brings me into, so for the people who don't, again, follow Notably Great yet, um, and what is so special? What's unique? Other than you customize the message based on who you're talking to, but in how you do it. And what I really want you to do here is explain your green side and what gets you so excited. Because <laughs> That is special and unique. You, I cannot even tell you guys how many business owners that are dear friends of mine, mainly through the entrepreneur organization, we're like a family, and they're like telling me how they're spending five, six, seven thousand dollars and even more on these agencies. And I'm like, well, what are your what what are your numbers say? And they're like, huh? And it's like they don't even know to ask for this shit, and it actually pisses me off. 
And so talk a little bit about that. Like what, it's not just your writing ability and you're, you're able to connect with people. It's so much more than that. And doing your research and all these platforms and the algorithms and all this shit that changes, like I would rather jump off a bridge and like just drown rather than (laughs) know all this stuff because that's not my craft. But like it truly is unique about what you offer through Notably Gray and what your team does. So explain to people what they need to know about that, especially if you are paying somebody to do this. Okay. This is really important. Everyone listen up. Turn up the volume. Okay, so I am going to get a little green. It's going to involve some numbers and to most people may be boring, but honestly, But listen like, up. I promise it'll change your so pocket. incredibly important. Okay, so one thing that I hear a lot of people say is, oh, social media, like you can just like make a post and like you're fine and you're good. And like that is so not true. It is so not true. And for any agency like that you're working with and it doesn't even have to be notably gray of course we'd love for you to work with notably gray but if you are working with the agency currently and they are doing your social media and they cannot tell you you know who who your audience is the demographic of your audience if they cannot tell you the best time to post the type of post you should be making the content that is resonating with your audience then you need to let them go because if they're just simply saying that, oh, well, like, we're just going to design this pretty picture and this pretty image, and we're going to put, like, a cute little background behind it, and we're going to upload it, and that's it, and that's done. And, like, it's not. It's so much more. Social media is so much more than that. So that's the first thing. So the next piece of insight that I have is um, when people are talking about, you know, engagement, and I hear this a lot. So I've been on a lot of webinars. I've been on, I've read a lot of guides, lead magnets. For those of you who are, you know, on Facebook, I'm sure nine times out of 10, you've seen an ad where it's like, download my free social media guide. And they just continuously talk about engagement. So how to grow your Instagram or grow your platforms by, you know, times 10. And all you have to do is just engage. Well, you know what? <laughs> And tell them what, are you going to tell them what a lead magnet is? Don't forget. Because not everybody knows what that is. Okay. So lead magnet, that's more internal language. Externally, how it will come to you is um, you'll see some type of sponsored ad. So an ad on either a social platform or Google, and it'll be a brand that will want something from you in return. So they'll say, you know, Download our free six tips to growing your social media platform by 10. And nothing is free, people. So tell them what they're doing. Nothing is free. So you'll click on it. They'll capture, first of all, they're capturing your demographics. So they're automatically knowing once you engage, and I'm going to talk about engagement. I'm going to go back to that. So Angela, don't let me forget that. Okay, okay, engagement. So once you talk about, (laughs) once you click on it, they automatically know like, are you a woman? Are you a male? Like how old you are. And that information is coming from your respective social platforms that you put that information into. And so then they're going to ask for your email at the very least. They're going to ask for your email if they're not already asking for your phone number or your first and last name. And so once you give them that information, then they're going to put you on in some type of sales funnel. So like this gets very, I don't know how in depth you want me to go. I want you to, I want them to understand. (laughs) So this gets very in depth. So 
you know, yes, you've received your free ad, but what's going to happen is they're going to try and upsell you and downsell you on a product or a service. And um, that's the very old school way of doing that. So like they're going to get you on an email list and um, they're going to probably have some type of welcome email. I'm sure 90% of you have seen that, but they're going to have some type of welcome email and then, you know, they'll delay it a week. They're going to send you another email. They're going to check in, right? Check in. Um, not really. It's automated. I want you all to know this. We're automated. Right? We're, pull, we're unveiling all the secrets. I love this podcast. So um, they're going to send Just you a few. <laughs> later. And then that's, that process is going to happen. And depending on how you engage with your email. So if you're opening it, if you're reopening it, if you're saving it, whatever you're doing with it, they're going to keep track of how you are, what's your behavior with the email. And depending on what that looks like, they're going to try and up, upsell you on something. So again, it could be a product or a service. And if you don't buy, if you're not, you know, upselling or purchasing their highest level product, then they're going to try and downsell you on a lower tier product or service. And Which so it's not a bad thing. It's not. It's, it's not, not a bad at all. thing at all. It's clarifying how they can best help you and elevate whatever you're trying to elevate. If it's how to lose weight, which is, by the way, the number one trillion dollar industry, juicy carrot, lean magnet, whatever the hell you want to call it. That's what people click on most is all about weight loss. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so don't forget about engagement. Yes. So engagement. So if anyone... I know that a bunch of people have probably said, you know, all you have to do is just engage. Well, the biggest thing here is like, well, how? Like, (laughs) what do you mean? Like, what does that mean to engage? Does that mean like, you know, on a scale of like one to stalker? Like, should I like, you know, lightly engage them? Do I need to be over their house? Like, what does that mean? And so, you know, one thing that really sets Snow Will Be Gray apart is that we are doing organic engagement. We are not buying followers. We are not buying engagement. We're doing organic engagement. So, you know, when we sit down and we do our brand discovery with you, you know, we, you know, just flat out ask, you know, what are some of the brands that you're, that you look up to? What are some of the brands that you'd like to attain? You know, what does that look like? Where do you want to go? And so from there, we really go and we seek out those brands. And so when we say engagement, um, typically what we do is we'll go hashtags are very important and niche hashtags are very important, especially on Instagram. Again, it depends on um, what type of platform you're wanting to grow. That can look different for, for either brand, but specifically for Instagram, we'll go to our hashtags um, section. We will find you know, discover new people. We will like two and three, four or five photos on their feed. We will comment with four or more words. And we continuously do this for, you know, we spend anywhere from like a half hour to an hour doing this, depending on how fast the client is wanting to grow. So we can do it, you know, every other day, we do it every day. Um, but at the very least, if you are a new business starting out, we recommend doing this at least 20 minutes a day. So, okay, for people who don't really understand, what's your definition of brand discovery? So a brand discovery. So what we do in a brand discovery as far as specifically social media and um, the website. So digital marketing is so broad. And when we talk about, you know, the industry and how noisy it is, I mean, just focusing on social media alone is enough in itself. 
But we recognize that the end goal of social media would be to drive those leads. So the leads are the people who, you know, follow you, who engage with you on your social media platforms and drive them back home to you. So your website or any other platform that is considered yours. Um, and so when we're talking about, um, I'm sorry, Angela, what did you, I, I forgot, I got so wrapped up in, in that, but <laughs> like, my brain is like all over. So when you ask me these questions, I'm like, oh my God, there's so much that I can tell you, but I'm trying to hone it in. <laughs> like, no, it's good. okay. Yeah. This is all good. Like, it's all good. Like just about the engagement. Well, okay. So for me, I didn't understand what engagement meant. So let's just start there. So you know, people, something, it's a hilarious skit that, and I mean, this is not to like dumb it down, but I didn't know what I didn't know. So I was just like, so when you don't respond on social media, it's like people saying like, oh my God, I love your shirt. Oh my God, your hair looks so good. Yeah, and then there's like so dead awesome. silence. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's the perfect example, right? So, so give it's that like, example. I feel like yes. that people will understand how that feels. Okay, so, I mean, if you're at a networking event, the, the greatest way to explain, like, what social, what people are doing on social media as far as engagement and what, what they should be doing is a whole different thing. So, you know, let's say you're at a networking event or, I mean, you're out with some girlfriends or guy friends, whatever, it doesn't matter. And, you know, you go up to someone or you walk in and, you know, someone introduces themselves to you and you just stand there. And it's silent awkward. and it's just awkward or, you know, they, <laughs> they come up to you and they're like, Hey, how's it going? And you just stand there. I mean, it's just like, it's one of those things. It's like, that's, that's the lack of engagement. So the, that whole situation yes. right there would be the lack of engagement. And the thing about it is, it's like, especially networking events, like that's the whole premise of the events is to be social and to get to know new people. And that's the whole premise of social media. So like bringing the social part back to the digital media portion of that. And so when people are on social media and, you know, you have people who stop by your page and, you know, they take the time to engage with you or comment. So engagement can be one of five or six things. So it could be a like, it could be a comment, it could be a share, or it could be a save. And so when they take the time to do this and you don't respond, it's just kind of like, oh, well, did you not see me? Did you not care? Like, am I not speaking clearly or loudly enough? So that's kind of what that looks like. And so how you can engage and how you, how you normally would engage in person is if someone were to come up to you and say, hey, how's it going? Like, you know, you did so great up on stage today. Like, I'm so glad I got to see you. Like, what would be a normal response to that? Thank you like, so much. <laughs> exactly. <How can> I <laughs> and so, you know, on social media, we need to be saying the same things. Amen. Mm -hmm. So one of my, I mean, there's a gazillion growth tools as Aja likes to call it. Um, and I know you don't like this word, but I'm going to say it. Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite growth tools, I want you to share with our audience the idea that we did at TSC at the special event with the rolling out and demoing the chat bot and how that works. Because I know that Hello, people. If you're on the internet, just FYI, 90% of 
the Q&A is a chatbot, which Aja says it's to elevate your customer service, which I love. <laughs> um, but if you think of your most frequently asked questions and it's like, I don't like to do the same thing over and over. So one of the biggest bang for the bucks, and this is really for like really small businesses, one woman shows people who, you know, don't have the time to keep answering the same thing over and over. I feel like doing a chat bot and getting the sales funnel for it and paying monthly for the software is very obtainable for any business. And so I don't know if you were going to talk about this today, but it's one of the things that fascinates me. And so can you share a, just again, high level a little bit about what chatbots can do for a small business owner and how it can elevate customer service? Yes. So again, I hate the word chatbot, but we have um, to figure, yeah. <laughs> figure it out another way. Um, it really is a great tool for small business owners who don't have a robust marketing budget to, you know, outsource to an agency. But what it does, I mean, when we talk about elevating your customer service, so essentially it is like a staff person that is selling the hell out of your brand without you even having to do it. And so what I mean by that is, you know, yes, there is some work on the front end, but you know, all of those FAQs that you get about your brand, all of those, you know, all the time that you've taken to build out content or, you know, all of your services that you offer. I mean, it can look like so many different things. And so what it is, is it's selling your brand, essentially. So it is connecting with your audience in a way that you would respond. And essentially, it is taking them through, it's an automated, we'll say chat service, back and forth. I don't really know. <laughs> I still don't have the best word for that. Um, but it's an automated chat service that is really honestly at the very high level. It's selling your brand for you while you're sleeping. And, um, but the, the greatest thing here beyond that. So once you do set it up and it's selling your brand and it's answering all those questions that you just, you know, you don't have time to necessarily answer in the moment. Um, it is also a great marketing tool for building an email and subscriber list. So when we talk about, you know, email marketing versus chatbot marketing, the open rate and the response rate and the delivery rate is incredibly higher than email marketing. And when I say incredibly higher, I mean three times higher than email marketing. Yeah. So Aja and I went to the special event um, this past year and I, I try to go every year and um, I love to share new things with business owners. And Aja had this brilliant idea of showing and demoing on stage. And so oftentimes when you want people's presentations, they'll give you a bit.ly link or they'll say, just email me, which that's what I used to do until I didn't know what I didn't know. And then I got a little bit more smart and more efficient with putting it back on them. So if you really want someone's presentation, you are going to make the effort of either going to the bit.ly link or better yet, you're going to snap my code via Facebook Messenger, which this is just one growth tool, as Asha says it. Um, and we had, what, like about 100% open rate from almost 300 people that walked through that door, would mm -hmm. you think? 
We did. And it was, and I don't know how much we can share on here, but it was really funny because I believe within the, the parameters within that conference is like you couldn't sell off stage or on stage. Oh, right? absolutely not. You, in most of these conferences, you can't, like you're not supposed to sell from stage, which I wasn't. I was just simply exactly. some of the things that we <laughs> Yeah, but the funny thing about it is we knew that parameter going in, but because we wanted to demo this great, incredible resource, not only were we able to capture the audience members that were there, but after we were in the clear, after the conference, we actually sent them a message to upsell them on a product. And so... To help them. <laughs> to help them. Yes. I mean, Asha actually offered for like half off like sales funnels that you could actually implement and do yourself, literally like copy paste to businesses that wanted to elevate their customer service and who wanted to know more. And again, being a small business, I mean, I get it. Every penny matters, but it takes money to make money. So you've got to invest in yourself. So the way I always look at it and reframe my account, it's like, do we really need to spend three plus thousand dollars a month on 32 different softwares? Mm -hmm. and it's like, well, if I didn't have those softwares and if I wasn't investing in these things, I would have to be paying a person or I would not be growing at the rate we're growing because I, I'm a person. And yes, while I have team members and I outsource some things, we're all people and we only, we only have so much time in a day. Okay. So uh, aside from chatbots, Aja, like what would you say is your favorite, favorite platform software app that you use that you, that would be like the best takeaway for people sure, who are absolutely. trying to grow their social media? So it, again, social media is one of those things that's, it's constantly changing. There's always new features, always new releases, always new resources, but right now, right, we'll speak in this month because I'm sure next month, if we were to do another podcast, I would tell you something different. Um, <laughs> exactly. But right now, hands down, I find the best app for, especially for the creative industry and the ones who are really interested in Instagram and in becoming an influencer plan. So it's plan with P L A N N. It is the most robust and they just wrote out their whole desktop version. So um, I'm actually in the beta group as far as the agency uh, for that. And it's incredible. It offers robust analytics. You can customize your color palette and even, are you ready for it? You can build hashtags and not only hashtags, but niche hashtags. So the ones that have like 500,000 um, or less posts and it's amazing. I mean, it really is. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, wow. But I really love it. I get really excited <laughs> about these platforms. And then another one that I'm actually looking into, which I know that Angel, you and I have been talking about, is Zapier. Yep. Zapier. Zapier, oh, Zapier. It's, it's a zap. Yeah, it's all the same. Um, so again, social media can be very, you know, overwhelming. And so Zapier is one of those platforms that it's, um, it, it automates a lot of different things, but the difference between this and like, you know, all the thousands of other different automation platforms is that you can actually customize your zaps. So again, this is like, it involves a lot of strategy, but you can actually customize, you know, the different things that you want to send to different social media platforms off of this one platform. And they integrate with like, what is it like 1500 different 
platforms and integrations. It's crazy. But um, that's another one that I really, really like. That's awesome. Now, what are your thoughts on video and engagement for social media? Video marketing, I definitely, again, it's one of those things where um, we are always constantly testing and testing and testing and testing. And video marketing is incredibly powerful. Um, Again, that that depends on the platform. So obviously, like YouTube, it's incredibly powerful. Facebook, it's incredibly powerful. Um, Instagram, I'm still out on the fence about. I think that Instagram recognizes, you know, it depends on like the features um, as far as that are being used. Like, for example, feeds, we find that videos don't work so well in feeds, but obviously, you know, a feature that Instagram has added is IGTV, which is incredibly powerful there. But with that, there's not that many people who actually use IGTV. But overall, I believe that video marketing is the future and blogging um, is definitely something that is not even gaining in popularity, but the actual process and (laughs) making it more, um, I guess, approachable and and easy for users who are looking to grow their social media platforms to use. I definitely see... Um, that growing even more in the future. So for people who want to vlog, yes, the app is Vlog Easy. Vlog Easy. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> I know it's your favorite. It's an incredible app. And honestly, like I think one of the thing one of the things with video marketing that stops a lot of people is just like people are like, oh, well, I don't know what to say. Well, I don't know if my life is that interesting. I don't know what what to post on here. I don't know what to do on here. So how how should they know? Yes. So again, content and looking at your analytics, like what's resonating with your audience. So if you wake up one day and, you know, let's say as a brand, I always like to say, so what's your brand and what's your image, right? So what are you putting out there and what do you want to get back? And so if you're saying, well, I want people to think that like I'm this brand that you know only serves this particular demographic and and that's great and all but it's like is that what's resonating with your audience like is that clear like are they responding to that and our kind of our rule of thumb is you know whatever your audience likes keep doing it and saturate it even more and with that you'll constantly have to go back and poll and you know, review and see what they're interested in because as you grow and as your audience grows, so will your insights grow and and your demographics are going to change and your insights are going to change. That's just, that's normal. That's just kind of what happens with that. Go with it, people. Yeah. (laughs) What would you say? So what do your clients love most about what you do? Like, I mean, there's like a million things, but do you hear from your clients like consistently like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, what is it that they love? I definitely will say hands down, it's the personalization of the content. So being able to really embody that brand and their voice and being able to put content out there that not only is something that they are passionate about, but it's something that resonates with their audience. So that's probably the top thing that we're known for, not known for design. Uh, we definitely outsource that. <laughs> but, but that's um, okay. Yes. And then probably the second thing would be the ability to strategize. So really seeing, 
you know, not getting so bogged down in, um, in, well, one platform, but really seeing the bigger picture and how all of the platforms can sync together nicely, flow smoothly, have content streamlined across all of the platforms, and then driving those leads back to the respective brand. That's amazing. Number one challenge, I think I already know this from you, but is it the changes, the effing algorithm changes? Like, is that really your biggest challenge in Notably Gray? Yes. So there's so many. So like, obviously, like, and I know I can't beat it enough. Like, obviously, we know social media changes all the time. But another thing, too, is, you know, being in social media and um, that's all really we do we are dependent on social media, which is like a good thing and a bad thing. So a good thing because people are there, right? People are there on the platforms, but a really bad thing because like any given day when, you know, a platform just has a major outage, like I feel like life's over. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. And I hate feeling like that. Like we hate feeling like that. I hate feeling like I have to depend on these platforms to bring in revenue. And it's like, well, when they're down, I'm like, all right, closing up shop. I'm out of business today. You know, and like, I, I, it's really, you really don't want to feel like that. So definitely that is a challenge. Like we are solely dependent on like, if social media is going to decide to work today or if it's not, we don't know. Um, so that's a lot of fun. And then I know one thing that we face constantly too and something that you and I have talked about are the fact that A, it's incredibly noisy. So that's why we decided to focus on one aspect of digital marketing. But also too, it's the fact that like on social media, we see a lot of people and a lot of agencies that are buying followers for their clients and are buying engagement for their clients. Bad, bad, bad. (laughs) Exactly. And so if there's one thing that, you know, I hope for people to take away is that when you are really starting out um, a, brand, a brand and building your company, it, it would be to just do it organically because what's going to happen is no one really at the end of the day, like I think, and I hope that most brands would care about like who's coming to their home and purchasing things, right? And not just about the vanity number that's on their social platforms. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many followers you have if those followers are not going to buy from you. Exactly. It's quality over quantity, which I've always been a huge, huge, huge believer in after the year that we did over 200 weddings. And I literally thought I was going to die. <laughs> Management and depression and letting my clients and my business run me, which I take full accountability for. It's mm-hmm. not the client's fault. As much as you give, they will take. And some will take more and more and more. So one thing that you, that I love about you and you've really, you know, we hold each other accountable is that when people are like, oh, can you do my SEO? Oh, can you do this? Oh, can you do that? It's like, we don't do that. We are experts in XYZ. I can help you here. Now, notably Gray can definitely help you and we outsource and we partner. So it's just like being a wedding planner designer. People are like, oh my God, do you have your own drape and your warehouse and flowers and furniture? Hell no. I don't have any of that shit anymore because it's not what I want to do. It's not where I want to go. I want to do more consulting. So I got rid of all that and I build the team and I outsource it to people. 
And that's essentially what you have done. You have been able to say, we focus on this. Now I can get you that and I can help you with that, but you don't say yes to everything. And I think that's one of the biggest takeaways is know what you do and do what you know, as Jay Qualls likes to say it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I mean, it's just, you know, a huge takeaway. So where I could talk to you all day, but got to get on to the next one. And I know you got things to do all day because you're freaking busy. So (laughs) where can our listeners find out more about you? And I want you to mention this guide, the basic AF, which I love, (laughs) because I think that they should download it. (laughs) It's free. So where can they find out more? It is. So definitely notably gray on Instagram. A big rule of thumb, having the same username on all social media platforms, so it's just notably gray. So best place to find me is on Instagram, very responsive. You know, my website, we do have a Facebook as well, and um, we do have a Pinterest. So, but definitely Instagram, hands down, we're obsessed and would love to chat with you over there. But yes, 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 we do have a guide and it's called a basic AF, and yes, that's as fuck social media guide um because you know we really need to what this guide entails is just like the very high level you know what you can do right off the gate to have not only a strong social media platform but an even stronger brand and putting yourself out there so yes please download that um it's a lot of fun it's a lot of it's really funny too i include Um, stories about the earlier days and some things I wish someone would have told me to avoid. Um, So those are, those are in there as well. So yes. (laughs) So you got, hopefully the big takeaway is humanizing social media because that's what Notably Gray does. So be sure to check out Notably Gray, download Aja's a basic AF social media ad. It's the best. <laughs> I've actually read it. And so I laughed and smiled and like laughed so hard my abs hurt at certain points. <laughs> um, and y'all know me, I don't really read anything. So no, you don't. Yes, so thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So thanks so much for your time. Go and follow Notably Gray and y'all have a great day. Be sure to tune in next week to Business Unveiled so you don't miss any juicy details on how to grow your creative business. Have a great day. Bye. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with your friends. And I'm so very grateful if you leave a review. Be sure you are a subscriber so you never, ever miss the juicy details of Business Unveiled. Also, be sure that you are part of my email list. And if you're not, sign up today at AngelaProfit.com, where I share valuable resources and exclusive products with only my subscribers. Now, before I go, I want to ask you, if you have a story or a product to share with the creative industry, please let me know. To be considered as a guest on Business Unveiled, visit AngelaProfit.com and submit a podcast guest form. Until next time, remember to stay productive and profitable. You've been listening to Business Unveiled with Angela Profit. Join us next time as we share our experiences to help you be more productive and profitable in your creative business. For more great resources, visit AngelaProfit.com.